Fuzzy Wuzzy was bare. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy was not very Fuzzy Wuzzy. It's because Fuzzy Wuzzy shaved his balls. You know, I just got the picture of fucking Teddy <laughs> Ruxpin with a pair of fucking low hangers. <laughs> fucking just completely fucking shorn. Yes! Wow. Because. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it must be so cool to have your brain that thinks all this stuff. No, that is a picture <laughs> no one should see. Alright? <sighs> Hi, Teddy kids. Do you want me to read to you? God. you like it. Shut up. Yeah, well. Uh, how do you want to start this? I don't know. Said he actually shaved his balls. I thought we already did. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. Alright. We're already drinking. We're already smoking. We're already talking. What's, what's the problem here? A proper introduction? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> All right then. Welcome yes, everybody. No. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> yeah. All that horrible glory. Welcome everybody to another episode of Drunken Sorcery. I'm Mr. Mike, and I'm Crow. And uh, yeah, they were uh, coordinated as ever. So. Our assistant producers are Lisa Kelly Briggs, Ialessa Glass, Julie Phillips, Selena Ophelia, Raven Madigan, Serena Abrahamson, and Gina Volpe. Thank you, everybody. How's your, uh, how's your month been, Mr. Mike? Not too bad. You know, overall pretty good. Slowly starting things around the area are starting to open back up, so it's not like, you know, everybody has to avoid each other like the plague and shit like that. But, you know, some people I wish when we there could. is plague, yeah, they don't need anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, some people should still stay home because, you know, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. In any case, yeah, well, yeah. sometimes people just need a high five. In the face of the chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that out loud? Yeah. Oh. And recorded. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't remember what I've done this month. This month has been a blur. Combination of a lot of shit and nothing. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, pretty much. Uh, I know I've been fucking working on this stupid sculpture that I'm so fucking done with. It's almost done. It's just part of where I'm at with the sculpture right now is putting some of the finishing touches before I can start the painting on it. And 
with the way the weather has been lately, it's just weirdly hit or miss. Like, I did a, a seal coat and then glued a part to it and then set it aside to dry. Which, for the last week, I put a part on it, set it aside to dry, and it would dry in a couple hours. Two, three hours. Be all dry. Yeah. 24 hours later, it was still tacky. Huh. And I'm like, okay, is there a particular... No? Maybe the humidity level? I, and, you know, have, ambient temperature, humidity, whatever? Yeah, I have no idea. So, like, it's just been hit or miss for, like, the last two weeks. Huh. So. But slowly but surely, that's getting there. So, doing that and fucking working on writing and... Uh, fucking major collection that I've been trying to do R&D for. I'm having to basically start from scratch on, so that kind of sucks, because I've already spent the last three months doing R&D on it. Oh. And well, yeah, you don't want to just waste all that time. But unfortunately, I'm kind of I'm at that point where it's like, yeah, okay, it's, I wrote in a fucking blog post that it's hit a wall so hard that if you could extract it, you'd be the monarch of England. <laughs> like, it it kind of, yeah, it, it just got to a point where it's like, this isn't going anywhere. I need to, to start from scratch on this. Cause, now, is it like writer's block, or is it... Well, no, it's um what you're trying to find you can't find. The, the collection that I'm working on and the... R&D for it. Most of... I would say about 50% of the time that it takes from okay, today, go, to finished piece of art. About half of that time is doing the R&D, the research and development, figuring out those two aspects to art that we've talked about where it's like, what is it that, you know, what is it that I want to say? And then how do I want to express that? You know what I mean? How do I want to represent that visually through the medium? Yeah. And so there are times where I'll have the visual. Okay, I know I want this kind of visual, this kind of effect thing like that, but I need to pin down exactly what I'm trying to say with this. Because I can take it in a number of different ways and I don't want to be wishy-washy and be like, oh man, it's whatever you want it to be. Like, fuck that. No. It needs to be clear. Yeah. And so if I pin it down, but then that takes time to figure that out and make those decisions and everything, sometimes it's the other way around. With this project that I'm working on currently, it's the second part, the how do I want to express this visually? Well, I want to do it this way, but I also want this, but I also want this. But if I do that, then that's going to mean I'm going to have to change one of this part of it with the what I'm trying to say with it. Okay, let me change that part. Okay. But then that messes with this other thing that visually, and it just keeps bouncing back and forth. And every time I think I have it in balance, oh, but then there's this one thing. And I just can't get that scrapped. Or I just can't get that I got yeah, I got mesh. You're trying to like balance it out and make it all could be cohesive. Right. And it's just not. And so what I need to do, and what I'm having to do is scrap the whole thing, take it back to blank canvas, blank page, blank idea, and go, here's what I want to express. Now, once that's set in stone, 
now here that sets my limitations and now I know what I can work with and what I can't. But that ends up making me feel like I've wasted the last two months. So, yeah. <laughs> if you learn from it, it's not wasted. Right. Unless you learned how to get wasted. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, I've, I've helped you with that, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was going to say, says everybody that hit their, hit their their thumb with a hammer. It's like, if you learn from it, yeah, it still sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing with that and trying to keep people around me sane and doing a bunch of writing, trying to work on that book. And that's about all I can think of that's been going on this month. It's been kind of a blur. Like, my sleep schedule's all fucked up six ways to Sunday, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, basically any time you're, like, stuck on lockdown or something like that, where, like, you really don't have any schedule to worry about anymore. You just, you know, well, I never stay awake when you want, with, sleep so. when you want, and, you know. <laughs> But, well, in your case, though, it's, you still have to be, like, you know, you'd have to go to work every now and then at such and such time. Right, yeah. So you still had somewhat of a little bit of a schedule to yeah. worry about. Business manager, she made a joke of, uh, she said, you know, it's funny because uh, I didn't think it was quite possible for you to become more of a hermit than you actually were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold my beer. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Speaking of beer, yeah. what are you drinking? I have got Lovely fucking uh, toxic so you're, oil you're gonna spill. make me drink that shit, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Speaking of, you probably need a glass for it. Uh, <laughs> Alright, fine. I mean, unless you want to drink out of mine. I'll share COVID, boy. <laughs> and now, for a station break. <laughs> I don't know how well this is going to end up mixing with the beer I'm drinking, but you say so. Yeah, we won't give you too much. <laughs> yeah, like when I say I'm not going to give you too much. Hey, Max, the bitch, motherfucker. No, it's not that strong. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, you know, here, try this shot. It's not that bad. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Speaking wow, of shots, screaming Nazi, <laughs> you're going here to have fun. <laughs> oh. say, speaking of shots, are you screaming Nazi? No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It, it, it sounded like it would taste People good. People are going to get the, the wrong idea of me. They're going to think I'm like some malicious person. Because <laughs> you're not? <laughs> This is why it's called a toxic oil spill, right? <laughs> Tell me that doesn't look like an oil spill. It's like just no. <laughs> and you got like the neon green from the, right. the, the Mountain Dew in there. Just... But it tastes okay, awesome. So th this is that stuff that Crow is mentioning in the one podcast that says he's. Tastes like an, an otter pop from what he says. Yeah. It's like a neon green bottom half because of the Mountain Dew, and then you have like a brownish, oily looking substance at the top <laughs> from the Kraken. So, this is one of two things. Either it's going to be really good or it's just going to flush my insides right out. <laughs> Either way, 
bottoms up. All I smell is Mountain Dew, though. Right? <laughs> Alright, it's not horrible. See what I mean? Like, you want to not like it? If, I, think, <laughs> I think if it was cold, like if I had an ice cube or something in there, it'd be yeah. a lot better. Yeah. But now you see what I mean? Like, it's like an Otter Pop. It's weird because I, I expect there to either be more alcohol flavor, which doesn't have, it just tastes like soda, or for it to be really sweet because of the Mountain Dew, but yeah. it doesn't have that because like the Kraken kind of kills some of the sweetness. Yeah. So it's that, like, my brain is going, wait, this doesn't work. <laughs> Cannot compute. What the fuck? But you want another drink. But <laughs> I, I would want more if it was cold. So we I'm debating get... if I go get an ice cube, an ice but cube. then again, I have my beer. So, I don't want to waste beer. So, no, I'm going to drink this. Alright. Knock it off. Alright. Don't, don't, don't reach so my in other mouth. words, you still, you still want it. Yeah, I'm going to drink it. I'm just going to, I'm going to drink my cold beer first before I worry about drinking this. Okay. Now, what I'm drinking is, is a, uh, by a company called Jack's Abbey. Uh, it's a blood orange wheat beer. So, it's a little light slash refreshing-ish. Um, not as good as the Keegan's Blood Orange that I had the uh, last podcast. Of course, that kind of really fucking knocked me on my ass. Well, then again, I was drinking at noon, and it was like fucking eight thirty, nine o'clock when we started recording. So I wasn't gonna mention anything. What? No, I'm just saying it was, it was, you know, I was, I was a little far gone, and my brain said it's bedtime, so. I was fighting to stay awake. You will go to sleep now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, oh, you're sitting down? Yeah, sleep, bitch. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The, uh, so, so my, my, uh, lack of participation <laughs> in the last Welcome podcast. back. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just blaming the alcohol. Like, but no, I mean it, it was uh it's 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 a really good beer. And uh apparently my my body wanted a lot more of it than my mouth wanted to handle. So I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me though. Well So I had this I had one of my brilliant ideas. And Okay, this one's gonna be complicated. I have one of my brilliant uh, ideas. And the idea of sharing it raises a complication that I regularly run into. And so I wanted to get your insight onto first how to manage that complication in general before I share the idea. All right. So, so let me present it like this. All right. First off, it's really not that small. <laughs> No matter what they've told you before, you're average size. <laughs> but the, the, the pinky tip. The, the pinky tip, yeah. <laughs> and it does not look infected. <laughs> yeah, we even got a coloring book to tell us. <laughs> oh, so anyway, anyway, okay, back to serious part. Okay. What was your... What's your your um, uh, all right so, dilemma there? So I regularly run into this issue where I have something really cool or really neat or really insightful or, or something to you know awesome in one way or another, 
and I feel reluctant to share it because there's almost this instinctual impulse of, but then it won't be mine and it can be taken and done something else with and etc. etc. And in a lot of ways, it's endemic to artistry. You know, it's, it's the running joke that as an artist, you're pimping your children. You know, okay. it's the, the, I poured my heart and soul into this and now I'm putting it up on a fucking... For sale. For sale, yeah. It, it's That aspect of life happens all over the place and also people. And so how do you manage or what are your thoughts on that idea? Say, for instance, you're at work and you get this great idea for how to manage paperwork better. Yeah. Okay, I can share that, or I could just keep it to myself and do it in my own business at home. Uh, how do you weigh the pros and cons for that? Like, does that make sense? And there's a million one other examples that I could pull off my ass, but it, it's that same idea of your thoughts on well, managing that. I guess I would look at it in, in a few different aspects. One, it would be, okay, what is the idea? Is it something that's going to benefit others, or is it going to like make you money? All of the above. If it's okay, what was how how many people would it benefit? Is it like for an artistic thing, or is it a like a, everybody could use this in their everyday life type of thing? Yes. Well, that does not help me. I understand that. Um, I don't want to have you just tell me what it is because that's <laughs> going to defeat the purpose of trying to keep it to yourself. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it anyway. But it, the, uh, the point is, is that. Outside of that, I thought that I more so wanted, beyond sharing that, to get another perspective on how those issues are addressed by someone else. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I mean, for me, I, I look at it as, I mean, I've, I've done a tons of ideas, you know, stuff that I've, at work, how we can streamline the process and make things run smoother and it's not like i'm gonna market that on my own but it's something that's like if it's gonna help the company in general it's gonna save the company money which in turn allows tentatively all of us to make more money right so it's it's am i profiting from it not necessarily but in the long run in a way i am you right. Um, it's not like they're just going to say, okay, well, here's an extra 500 bucks in your paycheck for coming up with a great idea. Right, right, right. You know, but it may be at the end of the year, oh, well, since we saved X amount in paperwork this year, now we have X amount more for distributing, you know, for Christmas bonuses or whatever the case or may be. Just, you know, happier manager that's not riding your ass all the time or something. What, whatever the case is, yeah. yeah. So it's one of those, I mean, you kind of, when you're looking at the pros and cons, it's, if you have to, I mean, you literally write out a checklist. Right. These are all the good things I can think about it. These are all the bad things I can think about it. And so if you just kind of weigh it on a case by case basis, then yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, you can't look at at well, each like, individual uh, thing with this just broad paintbrush of the basic. You know, well, I don't want to do this because then somebody else might take that idea, right? Because, for lack of a better phrasing, somebody else may already have had that idea and figured out why it won't work. Right, right, right. And, or, or in a different country may have come up with the same thing. It's just 
not called the same, or whatever the case may right. be, so that you you don't necessarily know 100% if you have a proprietary idea or not. Right. Unless you've actually done, like, you know, full <laughs> internet searches or patent searches or anything yeah. like that to figure it out. But, I mean, even if you do have a proprietary idea, like, we talked one time and you had brought up the idea of, for your company, of building, and I'll censor this part out of... Mm-hmm. Okay, building those. Okay, how do you balance? Okay, I want to prototype and test these out and, and design and, and iterate and everything else. With yeah, but I don't want this out there in the public idea because someone else will do it quicker, cheaper, faster, and my idea goes out the window. You know what I'm well, saying? In that regard, it would be a matter of patent. Because even if you have the idea and you don't necessarily have a working model, you can still file for a tentative patent. Yeah, but patent fucking law is so fucked up anyway that anybody could fucking bypass it. It's a yes and no. They would have to, they would have to make a substantial enough change to where it's a different type of product. So, for example, going back to that, that, if I have done that, and I'm in the process of figuring it out, we talk, you get this great idea, you're going to try and do it also. Well, I have one of two options. I can file for a provisional patent, which is providing, I think you have a year, up to, yeah, up to like a year for basically patent coverage, as if you had a patent on it, right. to submit a working uh, model and like full patent paperwork and everything else like that. Right. That part being said, say I had a provisional patent on it and you go and copy it. As long as I have documentation or something that shows that I talked to you about it. Right. I at that point have, like, I can turn around and at that point say, sue you for copying my idea. Right. There's also a non disclosure and non compete agreements that you can have filed. So before I talk to you about anything, you fill out this non-disclosure agreement and non-compete form, which basically at that point says that if any point in time you release an identical or designed similar product, right, you've given me the grounds to sue you. Right. And in that regard, most people, because of the nature of the beast, they figure out, like, okay, if this person's going to go to this level before they even talk to me, they're obviously going to follow through with this if I try to screw them. Right. You know, you well, know to, to a certain degree. I understand what you're saying. I think that there are allowances that are more lenient when you have, you know, for instance, we're discussing a physical item and a physical product. Yeah. You're talking about the idea. But when, yeah, when you're, you're, Managing an idea or an concept or a think of um uh all I can think of is fucking the Nash equilibrium and fucking game theory. Okay, okay, it's something that changed tons of things, mm-hmm. and it got his name on it. Great, and fucking he was able to essentially bank off of that. 
Like you but imagine s- in his working of that, someone else took it and did it, you know, better, faster, stronger, etc. Well, you see if, what I'm saying? If you write down, say, for example, your idea, okay, you write down your idea on paper, seal an envelope, mail it to yourself. Okay. Don't open it. Just put it away. It's going to have a postmark date on the stamp. Okay. That is your idea. Right. If anybody tries to copy it or any point in time like that, you simply basically show up to court with that, showing the date on the, the stamp, and they open it right then and there, and there's your whole drawn-out idea. We get this other person's patent, and and everything goes into effect like a year later. Right. You have the proof you need right then and there that you thought of it first. Mm. There's also uh, inter- in, uh, intellectual property. Right. Which is basically your idea, and you can patent intellectual property. Right, but couldn't they make an argument to say that, yeah, but I did the actual work to turn it into this product or that product or applied it to this or that? See, that's a yes, they can argue that. But if you have a justifiable reason to show or, or justifiable time frame or communication that it was your idea first and they basically stole that idea. Okay. They may have put all the work into it. They may get all the quote-unquote profits out of it, but they would also at that point, if it's proven that it was your idea to begin with, and you have the quote-unquote patent on that intellectual property, they now owe you royalties. Gotcha. Which is how a lot of these people like, oh yeah, I've got such and such idea, and I patent it, and then I turn around and sell it to X bigger company because they can do it. Gotcha. And I don't have to put any legwork into it, I just come up with the idea. So, and people are making money on shit like that, because they do exactly that. They'll come up with this great idea, they write it all out, they draw it up, get, you know, some divisional scheme going, right. and then turn around and file for, uh, you know, intellectual property type patent. And then turn around and pro- then promote that idea to other bigger companies. Nah. So in that regard, and, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but in that regard, it, it it seems to, in a lot of ways, fall under that the way you approach it is by a case-by-case basis, with the focus being on securing the rights for it first before you know presentation of it I guess you could yeah to an extent yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's one of those you know rule number one is cover your ass right look out for number one and cover your ass yeah because no one else is going to you know for me I end up constantly perpetually fighting back and forth with myself on it because there are Parts of various things, like it's not even this one idea throughout my life, where it's like part of me recognizes that, and then part of me is like, yeah, but I'm never going to do anything with this. It's a cool idea, but it's outside of my field, or it's it's you know some other thing. But that would be when you (laughs) write it down and approach other companies with it, because just because you may not be able to do anything with it doesn't mean that they can't. Yeah. And, for example, you may, I don't know, for argument's sake, we'll say you have a new idea and you want to approach Microsoft with it because they can incorporate it into Microsoft Office. 
Microsoft. I'm just saying, going, going back to your, your, your you know, paperwork thing, right? So you write it all down, you basically have an outline or draw a picture of what it looks like on the screen or whatever the case may be. Right. And almost like you're, you're writing down a slideshow, yeah. you know, that type of deal. Now you approach Microsoft with it. They're, they may not give you, say, you know, like $5 million for it, but they might turn around and say, all right, you know what? Here's fifteen hundred bucks. Right. Now that's you know, you, you basically cut ties, you walk away. Two years later, it gets launched, you already got your fifteen hundred bucks on it. Yeah. Now they could also turn and sit there and say, You could through the say haggling process, say, All right, I'll take fifteen hundred bucks now and two percent of your profits over the next ten years. Yeah. You know, for selling that product. Not just in general the company's profits, but off of that product. Right, right. That's yeah. that's your weighing the if it's X amount of a good idea that you think X, you know, a certain percentage of people are going to appreciate it and, and buy it. Yes. That two percent of the profits could end up being the more than the say five million dollars. It could right. be five hundred dollars. You know, you don't know. See, it just but you didn't put anything into it other than drawing it up. See, the logistics of that, though, and, and this is where the idiot part of being an idiot savant comes in, <laughs> is the logistics of that baffle me on so many different levels, because I picture it operationally of, hey, I've got this idea, and I'll sell it to you for this much. Well, okay, I'm not sure if that's a fair agreement. What's the idea? Well, I can't tell you until you agree to the idea. But that's well, where the that's, see but see, that, that's where the non-disclosure and non-compete agreement fall into. Yeah, because the non-compete agreement would cover that that you can explain everything to them, and they can't do shit with it for five years, yeah. ten years, whatever you put in that agreement. But then you have the whole legal aspect and fucking you know broke ass artists versus fucking Microsoft lawyers fucking. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, it's still one of those, I mean, I'm sure you could sit there and you find a lawyer that you sat there and said, hey, Microsoft stole my idea. Here's the paperwork to show that they agreed to this non-compete form. Right. Any lawyer's gonna look and say, well shit, we can go after them for fucking $20 million and I get 2% of it. <laughs> you know, or 10% yeah. or 20%, whatever the case may be. Right. They're gonna look at that and say, that's a fucking payday and a half. I am on this, and if we lose, we lose. If we win, I get paid. Yeah. So, like... you, you weigh it out for, you know, you weigh your options in those regards. Some people don't jump. Some people do. Yeah. Well, some people do, and then their shoot doesn't open. Right, what can yeah, I say? Yeah. That's the thing is, there's so many, like, see, this is where I get bogged down, because it's like, it's just such a fucking hassle either way. Yeah. And then my brain's just like, eh, fuck it. Well, it's like, like, I've gotten quite a few ideas, and I'm looking at the what it cost me just to get the actual business up and running with the one product that, or, well, yeah, yeah. variants of but the one product that I do. Yeah. It's as much as I would love to be able to market more than that, I've got so much wrapped up in just that that I don't want to shell out X amount more right. to hope another product takes off. Right. Yeah. yeah but then like you've got Jesus some fuck. guys that I deal with that like, you know, in the archery stuff that 
they started off with something for themselves and then built a couple for friends and then decided to market it for something else. Right. And now they're on their, like, you know, seventh variation of the same product that they keep releasing, quote-unquote, new ones of. Right. Because it's a little bit different model, a little bit different design. We we lightened up this frame. We changed this to a, a uh, more of a fiber optic look or whatever right. the case may be. Changed the material and on this, made it better. Yeah. Guys are buying them left and right. Huh. And it's like, you know... Great. That's an awesome idea. I use them. They're fucking awesome. Right. But well, I don't have the funding to do that. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit there and and go against them because that would just, you know, for me, morally, that would be wrong. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to one guy who owns a company that, you know, we wanted to make a basically, you know, titanium whatever setup for the different bows. I went as much as to start looking into the price of the, the titanium blocks that we could mill, which, Ouch. believe it or not, wasn't as expensive as I thought it was going to be. Really, it's still pricey. I was going to say, I but it's not. Was it wasn't insane. as much as I expected it to be. Okay, so it's for the size that I would need. Right. So it's like, all right. I mean, you're looking at say double the price of a bow, depending on what model it is. But still, but yeah. To turn around and sit there and say you have a custom ordered titanium set, right? You like, could be like you know one of maybe twenty people in the world that has it, right? Right. And plus all the actual practical benefits of the yeah, yeah. The, the the sound dampening qualities, the, right. the lightweight you know structural integrity, all yeah. that of titanium in general. Could it be marketed? Yeah. Is it something that's going to be? Highly profitable right off the bat. Oh fuck no! no. Yeah, but long term, yeah. But it, it, once the idea builds traction and starts right. to actually take off in the market, right, right. Now you can approach different companies, and those companies may say, "Okay, we're, we're going to give you X amount for the idea." Right. Now you may not be able to make them anymore, right? Because now they took over that right, but you got a guaranteed X amount of money. Right off the bat, which See, may that's or may the not problem work. Where I come in, though, that that's where my problem comes in, because you're running a business, you know, like how much you invest to get it moving. Yeah. Okay, great. It starts taking traction. You still haven't even broken even at that point yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And some other company comes in and starts duplicating it, and does it better, faster, cheaper, and gets rights and everything else. You know. Now you still haven't even broken even, and now you can't keep doing it because now you're copying their design. Like, and so you're like, well, see, that's a yes well, or no. Because fuck? if you can prove you did it first, whether it's through announcing it here, whether it's through marketing it on a website, whether it's through writing it down and mailing it to yourself with a postmark on the envelope, if you can show that you had the idea <laughs> first before they launched it. You have a leg to stand on. Yeah, but it's still it's it's still an idea of something marketable, not just the idea itself. Okay, and that's that's the. Other I, part. I guess without having more info, I, I keep going back in the same circle yeah. because it's like I don't know: are we looking at a tangible item? Are we looking at just an idea no, of something? Are we idea. looking at yeah. um, just no, a process to make something just, faster? No, yeah. it's literally just an idea. Well, it's an idea. Of a tangible item? No. Oh. It's just an idea. Yeah. 
an idea of what? An idea of an idea? An idea of like an opinion? Uh, uh, what do we? No, it's yeah, just, just idea. Just, <laughs> All right, so okay, so just, I, no, hold I, on. If you're saying the term idea in my head is saying it's a thought. Yes. Okay. A thought of a tangible item. No. A thought of a process. No. A thought of something to eat. No. It is a thought of a communication system, not a physical, like, satellites or anything. Like, like think of, like, if I had an idea for a new language. Okay. Okay. But is it, like, okay, now that language, is that language something that's, like, computer-based? Or is it something, no. like, audible, like, people talk it? Neither. Writing? No. Well, what the fuck? How the hell are you supposed to communicate if you don't write it, hear it, read it? What? That's why it's a new thought. But then, if I start developing that, and someone goes, oh, wow, I can use that here, I can use that here, and somebody else says, I can use it here and here, and now suddenly I get nothing for it. And I don't mean monetarily, I just mean, like, period, like it, it is released rather than being mine. You see what I'm saying? But I mean, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, unless you talk about it with those people, how the hell would they know? They would know because if I share it, yeah, then they would hear about it and be able to take but it. But if you apart. don't share it, how is anybody supposed to know whether it's a good idea or not? That's the dilemma I regularly face. Uh. <laughs> so, so here's what I'm going to do. We're gonna, we're gonna. Cut this part here and share the idea on Patreon because the handful of people that are there. They've already paid you something. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how I'll do it. I got my five bucks. I'm that's, good. That's it. <laughs> and if they want to fucking take it and change the world, I'm more than happy for that because at least fucking I know that they're at least in line with like doing something profound. Alright, so one one once again <laughs> Pandemonium Studios breaks the mold and says, Fuck you, have a free idea. Right? Okay. Yeah. Well no, no. You paid five dollars for it. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it. Some people will pay one dollar for it. <laughs> Ooh, thrifty. <laughs> um I thought you were going to say you had like an idea for like a pop-up penis book or something. <laughs> How the fuck do you fucking copyright that or market that or fucking... What, a pop-up penis book? No. The fuck? <laughs> God damn it. Hold on a minute, I'll show you. <laughs> so now that we're back to the regular part of our broadcast. <laughs> yeah, but now you understand where I'm like... I don't have the time or the fucking wherewithal or the computer processing power to fucking track that. You write it down. Send yourself a copy with the, the, the time stamp on date stamp on it. Right. Okay. Then you send an email to Neil deGrasse Tyson. There you go. <laughs> He's an astrophysicist, not a fucking anthropologist. It doesn't matter. I'll still figure this shit out. <laughs> Because he's going to want to know. 
Yeah, he probably would, actually. See? <laughs> yeah, the sad thing is, I would give my left testicle to fucking meet him. He's like one of my heroes. Just the left one? Why not the right one? It, it's smaller. <laughs> Anyways, that, that was my grand idea for the fucking mod. I've been hashed over that for a little while, trying to, like, what would the implications of that be and everything else. So, yeah. I'm going to make you a shirt. So, so, what would NDT do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, if more people live their life that way, like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ. I still think a... a I think a, a debate between... And it wouldn't be much of a debate, because they're, they're both on very similar standpoints. But I think a debate between Ben Shapiro and... Shit, how's the guy's last name? Dinesh? Dinesh D'Souza? Oh, something like that. But anyway, um, between those two would be awesome. Actually, I can look it up. I forgot the guy's last name. Hold it. You may have heard him, you may not. I don't know. See, I I don't want to say I have a love-hate for Ben Shapiro. I, I respect his intellect. I have a disdain for how he uses that intellect. Okay. Because, from my perspective... Yeah, Dinesh D'Souza. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of him. I have to look him He's up. He's a... Uh, like a politicist, and I think he wrote a book or two or something like that. But okay. It's, uh, some of the stuff that he brings up or some of the stuff that he talks about and the viewpoint at which he addresses it. It was interesting. Like, I heard him on, on an interview. And I it was, I wasn't even the one, like, controlling the, the radio at the time. Yeah. I was in the one room and somebody else had put it on. The, uh, it was one of those like, wait, who the, what the, what the hell's going on? Who's this guy? You know, cause it was like, wow, he sounds like he's kind of got his shit together, but he's not approaching it from a, say, left side or right side approach. Hmm. It was, no, this is, you know, this is how history went. This right. is where we are now. And this is the road that we're going because if you follow the chain of events and how things have developed, right. you know, the way he had worded it was like, like a, from a scientific point, not just a, this is my thought process. This right, is what right, I, right. this is my opinion and what I think. Right, right. It was right. a, there's no avoiding this. We're already on that path. Right, right. You know, like type mentality. It was like, I'd like to hear a conversation slash debate of certain subjects between him and Shapiro because they both, they're not in the scientific aspect of it like Tyson would be. Right. But they're both in the, no, these are what the facts are. Right. This is how history has developed into this scenario we're in now. Yeah. And this is where we're going because of the way things already have developed. There's no other option but XYZ to be the determination. Well, and like I said, for me, I would like to hear that type of a, a debate or, or commentary Simply to see at what point do two people that have very similar ideas and thoughts, at what point do they differ? 
Right. And right. when they do, how do they go about solving it? See, that could be fun. I would love to hear a debate between Shapiro and Jordan Peterson for a lot of the similar okay. reasons. Like I said, I, I'm not familiar with. You're gonna have to write his name down because I'll fucking forget about <laughs> some nights over. Crack is gonna kill you. Yeah. Fucking otter pop fucking shit is good, man. <laughs> I had to actually look up what an otter pop was because I don't. They're like you know flavor ice. I think is the brand we had up here. Oh, okay. So it's like you know. <laughs> Like otter pop? Is it made of like otters and shit? What the fuck? Like I had to like look it up. It's, you know. Right, but it's Peterson. The thing that I I love, I hate, and I laugh about with Peterson is that he comes at this information from that that scientific standpoint of here's how things operate from a psychological and biological function. Okay. It's not an opinion. This is how the human animal does things. Okay. And when he presents that, when that facet is presented, as distasteful as it may be, rather than the general public responding with, we don't like that, therefore how can we adapt to work around that biological reality. All right. They instead go, no, oh. And the thing I hate about Peterson is he, I don't think, is as, is insightful enough to say, I don't think he is insightful enough to not then say, well, yeah, huh? <laughs> Come on, how awesome would that debate be, though? Nuh-uh. Yeah, huh? Nuh-uh. When you listen to his debates, they very often evolve into rather wordy versions of that. It's $4 words doing the exact same thing. And it's like, would you stop? Back up for a so, minute. So you're, you're being the parent. Well, you two knock it off. Right. Like, it very much is. And I, I hate it because he is actually very intelligent, but not good at communicating. And great. We can't all be experts at everything. And, and I absolutely recognize his experience in the field that he works in. But Jesus, fuck, take a class or something to learn basic, like, stop. What the fuck? Like, yeah. So what you're saying is, like, have read to the rest of the class book reports between him and Trump. He would... (laughs) (laughs) And whoever explains it better gets the gold star. No. <laughs> Trump wouldn't know a book report if you smack him across the face with it. Like, but, no. But they both were really good. They can word. They're the best words ever. Christ, <laughs> 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 And now for a station break. <laughs> Due to the extensive, lengthy nature of this conversation, we've decided to break it up into multiple segments. 
We want to thank you for joining us for this part and are looking forward to sharing the rest of this conversation in subsequent episodes of Drunken Sorcery.